This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the Youth Leadership Platform, brought to you by Leadership Platform in association with Student Brands. You're with Sasha Lee Gonzalez, and we are sticking with the pageant slash program theme for today. And joining us for this conversation is Mrs. South Africa finalist, Rivana Govinda. Yes, I said Mrs. And I know that this is a Youth Leadership Platform, and a lot of you are probably thinking, Sasha, we're busy walking down a university hallway, and we're not married. We're not thinking of getting married. So what are you talking about? And you know, many people are surprisingly inclined to believe that being young and married isn't something that should firstly be done and secondly is a combination that will allow you or rather not allow you to boom in your career. So with Rivana today, I really want us to tap into this idea that marriage is for the oldies and that it hampers you from achieving your goals or fulfilling your career-related desires. So Rivana, Mrs. Governor. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So excited to have you with us. So now, should I call you Mrs. Govinda? I only feel that it's Please right. Please call me Rivana. Rivana. Okay. <laughs> I love old. Mrs. Govinda. It was, you know, one of the yeah. nicest things to become someone's Mrs. Uh, it was always the dream. Of but um, you can call me Rivana. Rivana. Okay. <laughs> VIP person. I get to call her Rivana. There we go. Okay, cool. So Rivana, you have always had a passion for and like drive towards being involved in pageantry. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I had a love for it since being a young girl. Oh, really? I would watch, you know, Miss South Africa, Miss World, Miss Universe. I watched every single pageant. It was just something I wanted to be involved in purely because I love the idea of beauty with a purpose. Mm. A lot of people think that beauty pageants are empty, but these days they're moving so much closer to being beauty with a purpose yeah. and, you know, being empowerment programs. Mm. So even Tammy Taylor, Mrs. South Africa, it's so much more than a pageant. It's actually a disservice to call it a pageant. Yeah. It's a woman empowerment program. Yeah, so your interest in it didn't just stem like from like, you know, a few minutes ago. It's been long like founded. It's something that's been long standing. It's something mm. that's just been an innate um thing for me. It's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah, and uh like the Tammy Taylor Mrs. South Africa platform was one that had a different impact on you. What was this difference or uniqueness that you noticed in this platform? So for me, it started last year. I had the wonderful opportunity to represent South African Indian women on an international platform at Mrs. India Worldwide. And I realized when I was there that along my journey, I had lost a little bit of myself, not by, you know, the anybody else, but just purely because of myself. I created these, you know, these uh, stereotypes of what I expected a good wife and a good mother to be. And It was almost an unattainable level of perfection. I needed to be this perfect wife, this perfect mother. And, you know, I lost a little bit of myself along Mm. the way. So, you know, when the opportunity arose and I entered the pageant um, last year, this was Empress India, South Africa for married South African Indian woman. um, My husband, he was so supportive. And I realized that together we were actually a force to be reckoned with. You know, it, it was me being a support to him, him being a support to me. And I felt like... Together we could do so much more. Shout out to Mr. So, Governor. <laughs> absolutely. So when I did Empress India South Africa last year and when I progressed into the international level of the pageant, I found myself surrounded by like-minded women. Mm. I found myself surrounded by inspirational women. And I found myself surrounded by people who were, you know, wanting to promote their culture as well. And I just felt the most motivated I ever felt in my life. And, you know, my husband said to me on the first week of that pageant, he said, "Um, you know, you're different. 
And um, why did you do this? Or, you know, this is not, you know, really who you always were. Mm. And I realized that I, I had lost a little bit of myself and I found myself again. And it was beautiful to be able to do that. So when I got back, I literally said to him, this year, I'm entering Mr. South Africa. Wow. And he said to me, can you just give me a break for one year? And I said, no, the time is now. I feel empowered. I feel motivated. And I want to do it. And that's where my journey actually be- began. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Like, that is amazing. And usually it's it's like the most like unconventional way I've heard it like begins. So that's really amazing. So now um, for me, and I really want to touch on this, I've noticed that there has for a long time been this misconception surrounding married women and, you know, that they almost have less of an ability to achieve or accomplish something or really anything. You know, you go from being single and it doesn't matter what you've achieved in your single years, um, just by being married to some people, it, it automatically takes that away and it mm. like wipes it, you know, to a completely new slate and a negative slate. And, you know, as much as we punt the whole young, independent and single woman doing what she wants and becoming successful thing, I think it'd be fair to say that it kind of goes a bit towards supporting the idea um, that married women cannot do the same and that especially married and young women mm. cannot do the same. Um so now I'm just going to jump into this. Um, is there no life or room to start, continue, improve or reinvent your career once you're married? You know, I think it all comes down to you as a person mm. and what, you know, every marriage is different. And as two people, you need to understand what your goals and, you know, um, what you actually want out of this companionship, out of this marriage. Mm. And, you know, you need to know who you're marrying as well, because you should never actually get into something where you feel like you might be stunted. So that's an important thing to actually know who you're marrying and know that when you're getting into a marriage, you're still going to respect the bounds of your marriage, but you're not going to stunt yourself as a person. And I think it's very important to actually be able to realize that marriage does not have to be an end. It's actually just a new beginning of a new journey. And I think it's, it's, it's a new journey where you actually have the greatest support you'll ever have. So for me, you know, when I was single and when I was doing stuff in my career or in my life, I didn't have the support that I have with my husband. Yes, you have your parents, you have your family, but it's not the same. Yeah. This is somebody who's completely in your corner, somebody who will drop everything to be with you and to, you know, to be there for you. And he's the person who's my biggest critic as well yeah. as my biggest supporter. So I think it's about knowing who your partner is um, and being able to grow together. So my husband and I, we still, we love to travel. Yeah. We love going out. We still make that time for each other. And I think if you're able to do that, marriage is really not the end. And I just, you know, want to be able to inspire young people. Um, I just found the reason that I got married at the age that I was, um, and I was married at the age of 24, and I didn't feel like I was young. I felt like I was mature. I felt like I was ready. And the day I met my husband, and this was Sounds strange, but the day I met him, I knew I wanted to marry him. (laughs) You know, so it was just a natural choice for us to get married. And lots of people look at me and say, Wow, you got married young. But I feel like it, it depends on your mindset. So when you are ready and when you are able, you know, the, and when the time is right, mm. it will all fall into place for you. So you should never see it as an end, but just the beginning of a new journey. Yeah, right. And like uh, to me, I, I, well, I would think, and I know a lot of people would think this as well, that being married, if you feel it is right, and like you said, if the time is right, that you, you know, you personally feel it's right, um, it can actually push you and positively motivate to be you better. more so than yes. when you're single. You know, you want to do, like my husband and I, we are raising a three-year-old Aww. at the moment. She's a three-year-old little girl and, you know, she's a little diva no following in her parents' footsteps, the life of the party most of the time. <laughs> and 
you know, you just want more when mm-hmm. you have kids. You want more for them. You want to be better. You want to do better. You just want to create the best life that you can for them. Yeah. And it's pushed us to do so much more because we ha- she's, you know, she's the reason we do everything that we do. Yeah. So I think, you know, being married is one thing, but when you become parents as well, it pushes you in a different direction. So you are more motivated than ever before to do better and be better. Yeah, of course. So now, do you believe that there really is a lack of support? I mean, we can speak as we want, but do you believe that there, in fact, is a lack of support for um, married women or women who want to get married in terms of helping them achieve their goals? So I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know, what your goals are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, when I got married to my husband, we put everything down, you know, this is what we wanted to do. This was our life plan. This is all the things that we, and you know, I'm a qualified optometrist. Um, I, I still, uh, I'm a career woman and my husband supports me because in this day and age, you know, you, you can't actually just be one person, for example, that, that is working. You need a two income household to be able to have the type of life that you have. Um, you also need to be able to still follow your dreams and, and, you know, have your, your hobbies and your other goals. So I think together, you know, and it comes back down to knowing who your partner mm. is and creating that, you know, sort of integration of your lives in the beginning and just knowing exactly what you're getting into. And I think the support will be there. Um, you know, I always say that, that women in general, you know, now the reason why we have so much of issues, especially when women progress, um, and if you find that you're in, you're in a relationship where, uh, the woman might be earning more than, than a man. And, mm. you know, it, it is happening in society at the moment. We need to break that stereotype because we are actually raising the future generation of the world. So we need to actually make it okay. Why is it not okay? 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 Literally. You know, why? can't you know um the, the the husband earn less and the the wife earn more i mean what where did we create the stereotype and that's where it all stems from so where did it start and how do we break it we break it by changing the future generation and that's the way we should raise our kids but now i want to ask you a question that kind of builds on that yes. the whole thing of you know why is it not acceptable for a husband to earn less and i completely agree with that but now here comes like the, the opposing <laughs> side you yes. know a lot of people say um Gender roles need to be balanced. Yes. And so the husband should naturally earn more. The husband should do this. The wife should do that. Do you think that those conventional um, gender roles should be firmly cemented like from here on out forever? Or do you think that there's room for flexibility? I think there's, there should always be room for flexibility. Mm. We're all individuals. Yeah. Why should we have to conform to some norm of society. Let's all play it by our own rules, you know. Of course, at the end of the day, it comes down to mutual respect. So, you know, um, I always, you know, when I got married, I felt like I wanted to give my husband that ability to be the man of the house and all of that. And I realized that he loves the fact that I am a career woman, that I am driven, that I am ambitious, that I wake up wanting to achieve my goals. He loves that about me as well. That's who he married. So, you know, never losing sight of who you are when you become, you know, like they say to become one, but you should be a greater one. Of so course. taking your individual personalities, taking your individual goals and putting it into one goal. And let's not feel sorry for the women who actually do what you do, because I know that's a tendency a lot of the time, you know, she's yes. hustling and the husband's hustling, but not as much as she's hustling. So let's feel sorry for her. You know, exactly. Like I feel like at the end of the day, um, Stay in your own lane. Mm. You know, it's so important to focus on your journey yeah. and what makes you happy and what gives you inner peace. Never worry about what's happening in your neighbor's life or in your friend's life or in your family's life because each relationship and each couple 
they work differently. Like at the moment with my husband and myself, we are very much like equal in our relationship yeah. and in our household. Yeah. Um, some of the time I, I still make him, you know, uh, there's certain things and this is just from upbringing, make him do the man chores. And he always says, but you know, if we're equal in everything, you can also do the man chores, but it's, it's, it's a running joke that we have, Naturally. but I hate doing like taking out the garbage. It's something I feel like I don't want to do. And you man's know, gonna do that. Uh, yeah. the man's got to do that. So, you know, for, for, with women as well, I think we choose our battle sometimes. So I think it is, it does come down to equality, but it, at the end of the day, it's about how you feel about it together. So find your own way to make it work and just stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. Okay. So now adding on this, I think that, um, before we move on to the Tammy Taylor, Mrs. South Africa, part of the conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that the pressure young women feel to be and remain single is quite startling. Um, and I do believe that whether you're single or whether you choose to be married, especially at a younger age than the societal or community norm, as long as it is your decision and you're Absolutely. happy with it, then it's, then that is what matters, like purely and entirely. What do you say? What is your message to the people who push young women into thinking that their worth will decrease? based on choosing to get married young? I think you should never, ever take seriously what anybody else might feel is the best thing for you to do. Mm. I think it's important to make your own decision. You know yourself better than anyone else. You know your goals. You know your worth better than anyone else. And, you know, I'm a very strong-minded person. And um, I was told by a lot of people, you know, don't you want to wait a little bit longer? Why are you guys in a rush to get married? And for me, marriage was a companionship with yeah. this, you know, with this man that I completely loved and I completely adored. And I wanted to be able to go home to him every day. So why would you so delay it? Why would I delay it? Why would I stop from living the rest of my life with him if we can do it right now? Literally. So, you know, literally. So, you know, it comes down to at the end of the day, Knowing what you want mm. and not letting anybody else get into your mind. Yeah. I think it's important to say, stay strong in what you believe. Mm. If you believe you want to be single, be single. If you believe you want to get married, get married, but do it for the right reasons and know that marriage is actually a serious thing. It's, 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 it's vows that you take. Uh, it's a lifelong commitment. And for me, we, we take that very, we take that very strongly. Mm. So knowing that you are getting into something for, you know, it's something that's forever. Um, it's a commitment that you make. So when you get into marriage, get into it with that sort of mindset. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So now moving on to you being the real deal, you know, Mrs. Tammy Taylor, South Africa, yes. 2017 finalist. <laughs> How does it feel to have gotten this far, Ivana, and what has the support been like up till now? So, you know, as I mentioned before, when I decided to actually enter and my husband said, you know, can we take a break? And I said, no, the time is now. I was so motivated at that point. Yeah. And uh, I'd just come back from international and I placed third, actually. Um, so I was very, very proud and, and um I put in my entry on the first day that entries opened for Mrs. South Africa. Wow. You know, so I was sure that this is what I wanted to do. Um, it was, I remember it was first of November. I'd probably sent like three emails saying, um, when is your entries opening? When they just crowned somebody and I wanted to know when the entries were opening. And uh, I said to my husband, I'm going to enter. I'm going to do well. Our year next year is going to be so hectic because I'm going to do well. Um, and I'm going to get into the finals. And he was, you know, of course, you know, but obviously my husband is the type of person until we get to the point he's non-committal he's like okay yeah when we get there you know exactly let's just get there we'll see but you know he's always been my biggest supporter so when on and it was still on the first of march that we actually announced a semi-finalist and then i looked at it and they announced a top 100 and i said to my husband the night before i don't know if i'm going to get in it seems like the 
odds are really against me. There are going to be so many beautiful women that enter from all across South Africa. How am I going to set myself apart, you know? And um, then they announced semifinals. And I literally, I was in an appointment at the time. And my husband sent me a message to say, you're in. And I literally jumped out of my seat. And I felt like at that moment, I was already a winner, you oh know? Um, and they had the record amount of entries. Um, in in this year compared to any other year so it really was an achievement just to be a semi-finalist and I saw how I grew just by being around um, you know the woman in this journey and getting to top 100 and being around those women I realized each of them was equally worthy equally beautiful and equally inspiring Mm. and we really need to you really need to be on your A game to be able to get into the top 25. So on that night, being announced as a top 25 finalist and getting that sash, which, you know, in my bag, we carry it around with us. <laughs> but it was just, you know, it was the most exhilarating feeling to know that I had put everything into it. I'd given the best of myself yeah. and, I, and I got in. So now what are the, I want to touch on that as well. What are some of the best moments you've had during this time and what goes into becoming a Mrs. South Africa finalist? So, you know, um, one of the biggest parts of our journey is uh, Mrs. Tammy Taylor, Mrs. South Africa is actually aligned with cancer. It's mm-hmm. their charity that they actually um, work with. And each of us as a finalist uh, has to arrange a, an event to raise funds for cancer. Wow. And um, we each have, you know, like a certain amount that we need to raise. And all of us go over and, ab- and above that purely because it's such a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say like one woman can make a difference, but together we can rock the world. And that is so true because you see 25 women from different walks of life in their each individual communities that are going out and doing work for cancer, doing work for their individual charities. And it's just amazing that we're making such a difference because we're given this opportunity yeah. and the Tammy Taylor Mrs. South Africa platform. It's amazing what you can do, you know, when you have that opportunity. Yeah, and the platform to do so. Yeah, so some of my highlights I would say would be, you know, the top 25 night, the gala evening, um, the top 100 semi-final judging culminated in the, in the gala evening. And that's where top 25 was announced. That was honestly like one of my, my, my greatest nights to have your name called out and to walk onto stage and get a sash. Um, I mean, we don't need the validation and no woman should need the validation. It was just a wonderful and beautiful feeling. Um, it made me feel like I had done enough, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so that was one of my wonderful, most wonderful memories. Also, we went to Cape Town together as a group with the Mrs. South Africa team. Um, we went to Cape Town and we had our lifestyle challenge, Tammy yeah. Taylor, Mrs. South Africa lifestyle challenge. And there it was just a weekend of photo shoots and uh, oh. team building. And um, we had a Suzuki is one of our sponsors as well. They drove some of the ladies down and um, we had a Suzuki hunt. So, you know, it was it was really, really a wonderful opportunity to connect yeah. um, and to be able to just spend that time together and to be able to network with all of my fellow finalists. We really have the most amazing sisterhood going. And I know in, in like most of them, I have friends for Life. Yeah, which is wonderful. It really, really is something like sustainable rather yes, than temporary. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course. So now what entering it, what were some of your hopes or desires in participating in the program? So for me, the most important thing as an optometrist, I um, focus a lot on childhood uh, eye care. Please let's dive um, into that because I know yes, you're very passionate <laughs> about it. I'm very that. passionate yeah. about it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to achieve, but one of the main things that I wanted to do was to talk about eye care. Mm. I feel like we don't talk about it enough, especially for children. No. We believe that um, eye care problems affect people that are old. We believe that people need glasses only when they're old. And it's such a taboo. It's, you know, it's really is a misconception. And I really wanted to touch on what, you know, what the 
the warning signs are, you know, um, when your child actually needs to have an eye test and how, how you should be able to know that your child needs an eye test. What's the age that you're supposed to take a child in to have their eyes examined? Uh, I'm actually the brand ambassador for a, um, NPO called Bonabolo, uh, Vision for Learning. So what we do is we actually take eye care facilities, eye tests and spectacles to the school going children in peripheral areas of our oh, country. Wow. So we go out, we screen them mm-hmm. and um, then we, we recognize the children that actually need a full comprehensive eye test. So yeah. in the screening, we will assess their visual ability. We look inside for any eye diseases. We look at, you know, the outer health of the eye and look for any eye conditions as well. And any child that's, that's, um, there that we realize that they need further testing or they need treatment with you know um, ointments or anything like that we, we refer them to optometrists in the area and then we supply the spectacles for them so you know lots of these kids come in you know we, we're seeing children from the start the start age is about six and they're going up to about 12 so yeah. we're doing the, the primary school because that's where we really need to catch it if you catch it there we can sort it out we can do you know visual therapy we can help them um, but some of the time when you catch it too late Lots of the time, you know, they've already settled. The eye becomes, uh, we call it uh, amblyopia, but it's like a lazy eye where mm. if an eye is not focusing for long enough, the eye stops working because it, wow. it believes that that's what's normal. Um, so that's some of the stuff that we treat. We had a girl last year, which is, oh, this was you know, a story that really touched my heart. And um, it wasn't to do with vision, but it was to do with the aesthetic look. Um, she actually had... Um, Cancer of the eye, oh, uh, when she was a child and like much younger. And they removed her eye and they replaced her. You know, she went to a government hospital and they did the best that they could with the facilities that they had. And they, re- they gave, they'd given her a prosthetic eye, but the prosthetic eye did not fit her well. Uh, because of that, you know, they, it didn't look great. It was bulgy. It also, there was a lot of infection that had set in because obviously the aftercare and stuff wasn't great. Mm. Um, and you know, this was a child that they'd seen at, you know, uh, Bonabola last year during one of the screenings and sponsors came on board and they managed to fit her with a prosthetic eye that looks great. It Aww. looks like a normal eye. So for us, it wasn't something to do with vision. It was to do with her confidence. Yeah. You know, her being the, the 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 sort of joke of her class because people would tease her. They would mock her because of her looks. Really? You know, because of this eye that bulged out. It, mm. it just, you know, it was an eye that looked bulbous. Um, and now she looks normal. And it has changed her personality so much. And that's what it's all about. It's about being able to enable our youth. You know, if a child cannot see, how do they learn? How do they reach their full academic potential. Some of the children that we see have got, you know, they, they're sitting in a class and they're looking at a board, but they cannot see yeah. normally, you know. And the minute they can see, you see their face light up. Yeah, because I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it, it goes beyond like the basic aim of being able to factually see, but yes. the confidence that you yes. just mentioned as the well. The confidence, the the ability to be able to learn. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know people that have actually said to me, this is something close to their heart because as a child, they were seen as uh, a bad student or, uh, you know, somebody that could not perform while it was actually that they just couldn't see. And a child does not have an understanding of what's blur. So they're not going to be able to tell you something is blur. If they have never seen clear, how will they know there's a problem? They won't. So it comes down to us being able to see the signs and know that, you know, to be able to say we need to take them for an eye test. So most importantly is taking them the minute they're school going age. Or if you see some sort of sign like holding a book too close Mm. or rubbing the eyes a lot, tilting heads or, you know, squinting a lot, um, then you know you need to take your your child for an eye test. Absolutely amazing work. And I'm really, really so like, I'm proud that we have people like you to actually take these important issues further rather than, you know, 
I mean, the pageantry and the program itself is amazing, but taking work forward and, you know, making a sustainable difference, it really means a lot. Um, So now, Rivana, touching on the fact that you are a mother. Yes, I am. To a daughter. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful little girl. um, And that woman empowerment is very close to your heart. absolutely. Where do you think we're going wrong with women empowerment in today's times? And how do you think that we can improve on this? I think it starts with breaking the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. We create these stereotypes for ourselves. And I did it myself. I'm guilty of it myself. We create these bounds that we need And we feel like if I'm a good mother I can't be a good career woman Mm. If I'm a good wife I can't be a good career woman It's like a pyramid Yes, you you can only be one or the other Choose one Why do we have to choose? Let's integrate our lives Let's be able to do everything Women have the ability to do everything. We have the power within us to actually do more. And I think I want to serve as an inspiration to other women To be able to say, I am a mother, I'm a wife I'm a career woman. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to give my best to each facet of my life. And I think when we let go of perfection and rather aim for excellence and just trying to be the best version of ourselves, it's actually easier to break those stereotypes because I don't have to be that perfect mother or that perfect wife or that perfect. I can be everything. I don't need to just be one thing. And I think it comes down to just accepting ourselves, mm. loving ourselves, knowing that it's okay to sometimes have a bad day. If I didn't have get a home cooked meal out tonight, it's okay. Well, this is around the corner. Take in your support where you can get it. You know, I always say my husband's my greatest support because some days he has to play mommy and daddy while, you know, I'm off at, at, at charity events or I'm off doing stuff for Tammy Taylor Mrs. South African and he's fine with that because we know what our ultimate goal is and that's creating a legacy for our daughter. It's her knowing that she can be a strong woman, that she can actually, when she's older, she can do everything, you know, and I, I, I feel like as mothers, we have a huge social responsibility. We're raising the future generation and it starts with us. We have the ability to change the mindset, raising our daughters to be strong and raising our sons to actually be supportive and mm. encouraging of a strong woman. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where we got it wrong along the way where we sort of we put a lot of pressure on boys, mm. on our, especially our sons. This is what a boy does. This is what a girl does. This is what a boy toy is. This is what a girl toy is. And we created all of these barriers for ourselves. And we can be the change. So now, unfortunately, our, our conversation has to come to an end very soon, <laughs> which like really saddens me. But I just want to know, how can people support you? Oh, I would love the support. So on my journey, we basically have a few ways that you can actually support me. You mm-hmm. can follow me on Facebook. I can be found under Rivana Governor, uh, Tammy Taylor, Mrs. South Africa finalist. I'm also uh, also on Instagram. Uh, it's Rivana underscore Governor. You can also um, like on Facebook. I, I share information of how you can vote for me on Facebook oh, to be your next Mrs. South Africa. And then you can also vote for me on um, uh, by SMSing. So you can SMS hashtag SABC3 Rivana Govinda to 35959. Perfect. So now, Rivana, one last thing. Your word of advice to youth out there on a general. My word of advice, and this is something that if I could go back and tell myself, I would say don't ever look for validation from anybody else. Love yourself, start with yourself, and stay in your own lane. Um, you you know yourself better than anyone else. Set out your purpose and never stop trying to achieve your dreams. Nothing is beyond your means. You can do anything you put your mind to. And if you can dream it, you can do it. So I always say nothing is too big. Mm. Go for it and put your all into it and never, ever need anything from anybody else. All you need is your self-validation and your own self-worth. 
boom bang. There you have it from herself, the real deal, Mrs. Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor, Mrs. South Africa. <laughs> um, Rivana Govinda, thank you so much for joining us again. It's today. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So tune in next time, same place, same time next week um, to the Youth Leadership Platform. Uh, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram on at Wild Peak Cliff Central and Facebook under Youth Leadership Platform. Uh, for now, it's goodbye and God bless. This is CliffCentral.com.